Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you for tuning in. I have on a lot of great guests that come on to the show. Also have an Instagram and Facebook. Just look up the Goose Gossip Podcast. Helps you stay updated with new guest speakers as well as some great content. This podcast is brought to you by the following. Molt Gear. For 16 years, Molt Gear has been bringing the hunt hard, hunt alive philosophy with their lineup of calls, instructional material, and apparel. Each call is tuned by the owner of three-time World Live Goose Calling Champion Scott Trinan, based in the heart of Goose Country, Rochester, Minnesota. Check them out at www.moltgear.com. Dakota Decoy Company, established in 2007. Dakota Decoy Company has built and grown the company to offer a full lineup of top-quality decoys, blinds, and accessories that you, the demanding hunter, not only expects, but deserves. Located in Vermilion, South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Or check them out on www.dakotadecoy.com. Premium gunning decoys for demanding hunters. Mallard Bay is an Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen, and their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and make your deposit with a credit card. Fastest and easiest way to book a guided trip with a verified outfitter, go to www.mallardbay.com. Other guys' outfitters, home to one of the biggest concentrations of waterfowl in the United States. Great people, great hunting. Reach out to them on their Instagram and message them to book your hunt now or you will not want to miss out on their hunts next year. Bourbon Media prides themselves in being the leader in all things digital marketing for the outdoors industry. Websites, social media management, paid advertising, SEO, logo and design, and content creations. Focus more on your business and let the professionals at Bourbon Media increase your company's digital profits. Contact them on Instagram or Facebook at Bourbon Media or reach out to them on their website at bourbon-media.com. Webfoot Waterfowl Co., the most comfortable and trustworthy lanyards you can buy. Many options available from color to size. Head over to their website, www.webfootwaterfowl.com. As well, you can find them on Instagram. Go check out their product. I have several of their lanyards. Love every single one I have. K2 Coolers, established in 2011 with a commitment to design a quality cooler that would give years of reliable service at very affordable prices. Located in Broussard, Louisiana, check them out at www.k2-coolers. When you think of K2 coolers, think real value, real cold. Big thank you out to all my listeners for enjoying this podcast as much as I do. It is great hearing from all the great feedback from all my listeners. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast. And the special guest on the line today is a man from the Oklahoma deep land, Jaden Sanchez, the man with the camera, the man with the the many, many good pictures, some good videos. I don't know. Do you have good videos, Jaden? I think so, right, Jaden? Maybe a little, some, little, maybe here, there, some. No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. But I don't know. <laughs> Not really. 
What up, man? What up, man? What what you what you been up to? It's been what? How many months or days since we we've, we've collabed or seen each other? Uh, almost a year. Yeah, I think it is I almost think, a year. Yeah, yeah, almost a year. Damn, man. Sad, it's a sad, sad times. It is very sad times. I I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can go without seeing Jaden. You know, it's 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 rough, dude. It's really rough out there nowadays. Anything new? Oh no, man! I'm just chilling, waiting for the season. Honestly, you waiting for the season? What is it? What's yeah? See, your, your last season, you were you're out there balling out at Cadillac Creek Outfitters, and how was that? Was it a was it a great run with the boys over there? Yeah, it was mind blowing. Really? Was it a Absolutely lot to take crazy. in? Yeah, the first day I was there, about shit myself. <laughs> You're like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Yeah. Here, here's a like a make or break situation because that was like, was that the first year that you were there then, right? Correct. Yeah, and I got there on December first, so it was already like I'd hunted half, almost half the season in Oklahoma slash Kansas surrounding area. Right, right, and but you've done other work for outfitters here and there before Cadillac. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not yeah. like new to the whole like scheme of things, but it was like, no, it was like an aperture of like, almost like, was it amplified compared to other outfitters that you've been to? A uh, 110,000%. Really? Really? Yeah. It was crazy. Hmm. The first day we're there. So I get there and then meet all the dudes. We go to bed, wake up, meet, the clients in the morning and then we're going to the field we all set up and that was the biggest spread i've set by far i think we set like 80 90 dozen mm. socks and silhouettes and i was like holy crap and then you add 25 guys into the mix right. and i was like holy crap wait 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 the first time ever was 25 ma truckers yeah huh? damn yeah. See that's kind of yeah that's gotta be a first heartbeat of like okay this is this is go time like I gotta, yeah and then you just see every bird come right whenever the sun comes up yeah and then they all die <laughs> it's, a, it's a great feeling well hey it's gotta be not easier but there's gotta be a dead bird on camera without a doubt if there's twenty five fucking barrels going up in the sky well yeah that's why. It's so much easier to get content, or I don't want to say content, but so much easier to get photos and videos right. because there's more opportunities for, like, action. Because if you're at an outfitter where they don't kill as much or you're not hunting as much because you don't have as many clients or if you're just buddy hunting, etc., you know what I mean? And just, like, less hunting, less birds, less death, less opportunities for pictures slash videos and so whenever you see 136 of them die in 42 minutes it's kind of just like <laughs> mind-blowing <laughs> yeah i'm sure your first day there and then we did it for 17 days straight of over 100 plus bird days and i was just like how where the hell am i at well, i yeah, was so this, struck this is this is god sent creations right now this is like something that like you know that people dream about but there's a lot of work that goes into the creations of the things that, you know, Toby involves himself with, you know, like he does great yeah. work of making those dreams come happen. You know, it's not like, like obviously Texas is a great area and they're in a great area, 
but it doesn't matter. You could go to the greatest McDonald's, but it could have the shittiest workers. You know what I mean? That food's going <laughs> to be still yeah. shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know why. I'm, I, I like my analogies a lot of times. They deal with food because, you know, I like my food. Anyways, all right. I had a question Food's for you. It's the best thing on earth. Oh, you it couldn't is. Live without it. Fuck. Chicken Alfredo. Anyways. Um, what's the likable thing for you over top of either or? So is it camera? Obviously, camera work is always your favorite. But is it video? Your favoritism, is it that video side? Or is it when you click or, onto that? that picture side i want to say pictures really i feel like um one of my favorite photos from this year that you took i want you to um take a guess of my favorite one and just do like a quick description of it and then i'll tell you which my favorite is do you want me to guess your favorite picture of mine from this yeah dude i'm not gonna just spit it out come on take a guess uh was it from texas yeah oh yeah it was from texas it was, was a dark it? photo. Dark. Well, they're all dark. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Fuck this. Fuck this game, dude. All right. It was. It was the silhouette with the with the oh, pellets going through it, the, and this oh, and, yeah. and the stream of light coming right through it. You know, it takes a lot to like almost see that picture and then take it. And I've told a lot of people that is like you gotta see the picture before you even capture it. And I feel like you, you do a lot of that out in the field. Yeah, that picture was sweet. Right whenever I got that, I was like, oh. Mm. Mm. Like, I was like, man, this would look cool. So I, you just see me kicking the dirt in the freaking field. I bet the clients were like, what the hell is this guy doing? What's this I little... was just sitting there kicking the dust so it would get all dusty and the rays would shine through. And then we were just waiting on the sunlight. So I was, they were all just like standing there watching me. So I felt a lot of pressure, but pulled through and that turned out to be one of my favorite pictures of the season but i always forget about it i would say i would say that when i look at that picture as a person that you know has a camera and takes photos and videos i see the work and effort that goes into it rather than just a point and shoot photo and there's a lot of people out there that take a lot of good point to shoot photos but there's a lot of people that don't understand the effort that goes into the meticulous like attention eye grabber photos. And I'm still trying to get to that yeah. point to this day where I'm still like kind of like a point to shoot person, but it's still to the point where it's like, once I see a photo nowadays or a video, it's like the amount of effort in, you know, production of taking the photo and then post-production of the photo or video is just like, I have so much more respect and it's crazy. Oh, camera stuff has totally ruined movies for me. Oh, like I can't even watch. I can't even. Yes. I can't even watch a movie without being like, I know exactly what they're doing behind the camera right now. Yeah, like exactly. I'll be. There will be something happening in a movie, and we'll be in the movie theater. And I'll just like smack my dad's leg or my mom's leg and be like, "Do you know how sick that is? What he just did behind the camera?" And they're like, "Shut the hell up and watch the movie." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Do you ever like watch a movie nowadays, and you're like? wow, I've never thought of that point of view. And you like almost take that point of view or how they recorded something and like want to use it to your structure of what you do. Yes. See, that's, yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies lately here and there. And now that's the only way I think about like recording. It's like, I like, I like watching the video or uh, movies where they do an after where how the movie was made. That's the stuff that it's like, Okay. Oh, like what? In the credits and stuff? No. So, like, there was a zombie movie. I forgot the name of it. But there was another movie. Zombieland? No, no. I'll have to text it to you. 
And um, they then they made another movie about making the movie. I'm dead serious. World War Z. No. No, no, oh, it's a Netflix. It's a Netflix. It. It's made by Netflix. Netflix is kind of an OG nowadays. They they put in a lot of effort for these movies and zombie movie on Netflix. I'll find it. it has a big muscular oh, guy. Oh, does it have the Rock in it? No, it has a guy that looks like the Rock. But it's not the Rock. It is not the Rock. It's like the white version of the Rock. So it's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> side thoughts. Um. Going into what we were talking about at the beginning, obviously this question is kind of like dragged on from what I said, but did you imagine the efforts being the amount they grandfather are? Grandfather clock. <laughs> what? Can you hear that, grandfather clock? No, I can't. No, I can't. Oh, all right. Never mind then. <laughs> it is. It, what a time is it? Oh, it's 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. It's probably going yeah. on. Anyways, um, do you, did you see it being that much effort? Or did you overlap the effort like, okay, I'm going to just kill it? Or was it overwhelming? The pictures? I think just like the the camera work in general, you know, like trying to go over okay, so, over the top, you know. So camera work in Texas is very hard because everything is flat and looks the same and it's all dry. There's no trees pretty much. Right. No water, no nothing, no... No subjects you can, like, play with or, like, stick in the frame besides, like, a decoy. And so I feel like a lot of it is point and shoot. So it's very hard to get, like, creative with the shots. Okay. So it's, like, almost repetitive, and you have to change the repetition. To it's make very it... repetitive. Right. That's why I slapped on the 16 mil during, like, halfway through the season and was just shooting, like, all wide-angle stuff or... Yeah. Or I was like changing up my editing style, or like just a bunch of different little things. Right. But it's very repetitive and it's very testing because, yeah, the pictures are gonna look cool. But how many times are you gonna take a picture of Toby Brolin walking through the field with the goose? <laughs> that is true. Another thing is this too is that not just Texas, but I feel like any kind of goose hunting, you or any kind of duck or goose hunting, any waterfowl, it can be very yeah. repetitive. Unless you are a very traveling person where you're going to very different states because then it can yeah. be very like not easy, but it's a lot better or sorry, it's it's easier. Sorry, it's easier to get in a different lay of the land and get a different script of what you're trying to shoot, you know? Yeah, it would be just like somebody who hunts just timber. Like how many times are you going to take a picture of the dog standing on the mat with the duck in its mouth? That's true. Or it. Shake, or, shaking off the water yep. or someone leaning against the tree holding a call it's true and that's where like a lot of different photographers and videographers like take a different step is like making things so more so much more unnatural you know what i mean yeah. it's instead of like just the natural i sees it and you gotta like like see a whole different point of view and if you see something that somebody has never seen and it's just out of the ordinary you almost just have to take the picture and see what it looks like afterwards. And then you post it. Yeah. And it's like one of those deals where it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. I, I like it type deal, but. <laughs> yeah. Like what anybody else thinks. But anyways, um, what has the off season been like for Jaden? You just, you just running around or are you kind of sticking around or what are you doing? Um, Cole Townsend's calling me. I got to send him the voicemail real quick. <laughs> All right. 
Sorry. <laughs> Repeat the question, please, sir. Um, what are you doing on the off season? Has it been enlightenment okay. or like, are you just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life because it's the only thing we think of? No, I definitely don't know what I'm doing with my life, but, uh, <laughs> hey, we, <laughs> we all know what we're doing with our life, but it might not make sense. No, no, I've got a plan, but really it's been a really slow season for me this off season, like. Life goes by seasons, I'd say. So this has been a real slow off season for me because there hasn't been much happening. It's just been day to day, and I've just been doing the same thing every day. I've just been running the Cadillac Creek social media and making videos and editing pictures and then hanging with my family. And so it's just been a slow season, so I was kind of down on myself the beginning of this, like the off season, because I was like, man, like – this is boring. Like I just sit at the house every single day and just edit or post on social media. But I was really starting to just like sit and like watch YouTube videos of just things to like keep me motivated or just like creative videos to kind of get my blood flow in. Or I even went back and was watching a bunch of hunting videos and then I just found myself keep telling myself that I just needed to like stick it through and still like make a way for myself to grow even in the off season, even though it is a slow season because growth, growth happens whenever you are in the Valley. Growth doesn't happen whenever you're standing on top of the mountain, right? Whenever you're on top of the mountain, that's the highest point. That's whenever you're, you're winning, you were above your battles that's whenever you're doing the Rocky Balboa pose on top of the stairs that he runs and you're jumping up and down and all that. But all growth happens whenever you're going through the struggles or when you're in the valley or a low spot or the slow spot of the season. So so you didn't get airdropped I, on top of the mountain? No. Heck um, no. Dang. I wish. I wish too. Cool. But, but I will say, though, I tell a lot of people is that there is no... Like, not top of the mountain, but there is no ending. You know what I mean? There is no ending. There is, like... I 100% agree. Like, I've always put it into a scripture of, like, there's an elevator on a skyscraper. And you can either look at it one way, that one through 100, there's floors. And you're like, ah, this is the 100th floor. I want to go there. Or you can have the mindset where it's, like, infinity. I want to go infinity because there is no ending of me. You know, there is no... There is no the top of this building. There is just more and more and more that I need to achieve. You know what I mean? But I will agree yeah. with your, your analogy about the mountain because, but there is another mountain off in the distance that you have to hike back down and then back up because there is yeah. nothing where it's a complete incline straight back up. There's no two mountains connected where it's just like, you know, you you reach the top of one. There's a fucking taller one. <laughs> there sure yeah. is. And there's a lot of mountains that are taller than Mount Everest. There's a movie about yeah. that too. If you if you put if you put a cap on what you can do in life, that's all you're gonna do. But if you think out, if you think sky's the limit, that's a a little cliche saying, but right. it's literal. Like if there if you do not put a cap on anything you can do, then you're just going to keep excelling and excelling and excelling and increasing and 
you're never going to put a cap on what you can do. But if you speak it, if you speak it into existence of saying you're only going to do this much or go this far, you're only going to do this much and go this far. But if you just put it out there as you're going to do your best and you're never going to stop or you don't put a cap on yourself, then there is no cap on yourself. I agree. What's the greatest appreciation that you have within yourself that you look at what you've done or what you're going to become? Greatest appreciation within myself. Yeah. It's kind of a twisty topic. Uh, What do you, what is like with regarding what, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a twisty topic. Let's put it this way. What are you the most happiest about yourself over the years? Uh, my mindset change. Okay. When did it change? Uh, whenever I was probably a sophomore, I'd say. Really? Yeah, cause I was I was going through a rough time. Whenever I was in like late years of middle school, early high school, like I was very depressed and suicidal and stuff, oh, and kidding. just wasn't happy with myself. And so I kind of just like switched my mindset and told myself I was gonna be better, do better, and live better. And then from then, I've just pretty much been this isn't cocky at all but like my mindset is so strong that like nobody will would stop me like even people would hate on me or even like regarding the sports or anything coaches the the people in the stands telling me you had a bad game this and this you could have done better you could have done better I wouldn't get down on myself I would just do better the next week right and so I've kind of just amplified that into my life day to day if um do you, like i just i don't let like anything get in my head and bother me right. anymore because i can control my head now so like the mindset you're trying to take that further than you've ever imagined or the mindset's just kind of like staying the same or is the mindset the, the mindset is to just not let anything bother you it's, it's right it sounds simple whenever you say don't let anything bother you but it's actually one of the biggest battles you can have. You're always going to have someone that you want to impress, someone that's going to say, oh, that's not good enough, you're not good enough, that, just so on and so forth. So me saying, just don't let it bother you or don't get depressed or don't don't do that, if you just work day to day, it'll get better over time. You just have to build up your mindset. So I would say that my strongest trait or thing within myself or whatever you said would be my strong mindset. I'm not going to try to get all like sentimental here, but like at your age, when I was your age, and this is not speaking like, oh, I'm your dad. You know, when I was your age, when I was your age, no, what I'm getting at is I'm 24, maybe, yeah, 24. (laughs) Excuse me. When I was 19, hell, I wasn't thinking about anything but Hell, probably girls and money and where I was going to the next party, to be honest. And that's sad to say. And at your age, you're literally thinking of mindset when your next like opportunity is or your next position in life where you want to put yourself. And that's a lot to be proud of, Jaden. You don't understand that. Like there's a lot of people at the age of your age that are constantly not worried about their future. They're just constantly worried about stereotypical stuff that they could have. Now you, on the other hand, are just worried about structuring yourself for the better behalfment of your future, if that makes any sense. So you got to take that for granted that 
at your age, you're literally taking everything you have and trying to make it better rather than just trying to be stereotypical in the things that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I've already gone through all my, all my, like, I don't want to say this to like offend anyone, but like party stage, like anybody who just goes out and just does like hard drugs or just likes to get jacked up every weekend or every single day. Like I'm past that. I did that in high school and I got in trouble for it from my family, from my coaches. It was just not a good time. So I've, I grew a lot from that. So I matured a lot and my parents are also, um, very strong minded. And so they've always been trying to instill into me and my twin brother that mindset's key. Mindset is key. Mindset is key. I'm sure you've heard that before. Everyone says mindset is key, but until you actually apply it and understand what your mind can do, you won't understand it. Right. And I can completely, completely agree with you on that. And it's sad to say that it took me till I was 21, you know, once the age came where I was legal to drink that, oh my yeah. gosh, this is not what my life should be like. You know what I mean? And then... Well, I don't want to be 28 and living under a bridge. Right. That is true so too. So I want, I want my kids to have more than what I had and I want a family and I want to leave them a legacy and I want a, I want to leave them a good inheritance and I want my family to be set up. Even if I can't do it, I want my kids to do better than I did. So one day we won't ever have to worry again. So that's the only thing I'm striving for. So if it takes me being mature or uh, changes my decision-making, then that's what I'll do. When you think that the whole like thing that we're or the, the concept of what you're talking about right now, that I would want more for my kids, you know, and our parents wanted more for us too. It's a revolving door. But when we were yeah. younger, we never listened to them. And I feel like, you know, there's a time and place for when a person actually starts to like mature. You know, yeah. when that time comes, it's it's an enlightenment of their own choice. But I always look back on some of the things that, you know, my parents have said to me when I was younger. I wish I would have listened a lot more, you know. And it's one of those deals where it's like a revolving door of like, it's always going to be like a, a gain and a gain and a gain. You know, I mean, each family yeah. that revolves down the door, like, you know, our kids, then their kids and everything, they're going to want more because, they, well, in certain families, you know, and that's not teaching yeah. or not saying bad about other families because every family is different. You know what I mean? But it's one yeah. of those deals where it's, it's a, <laughs> there's always more gain or, or there's always want more gain out of your kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if I don't set an example, right, or if I don't have myself together, and I have a kid, and I'm still acting like I'm 19 whenever I'm 28, whenever I have kids, if I'm still acting like I'm still in high school, it's going to influence them and teach them that that's okay, and then they'll just be like every other kid on earth. I'm not trying to – I'm trying to make my bloodline good people and trying to make them strong-minded people that help people that – are actually the good people that we need in the earth. We don't need more douchebag freaking <laughs> dudes who just will go and bang anything that walks. <laughs> yeah. Like have some morals, be a good human and do what's right. Like are you going to think the world shit the world is shitty enough. We don't oh. need more shit to put into the world. Yeah, well. We only got more what? Like another 3 years or 2 years of of shit, I think, and then hopefully it doesn't 
<laughs> reelect to four years. Anyways, um, so is Jaden Jr. gonna get a Fuji film camera in his hands when he's two years old, or where he's gonna kind of like this? Is that gonna be just like a self enlightenment of like if he likes it or not, or she? Jaden Jr. or uh, Janice Jr. Wait, <laughs> not Jr. <laughs> my, kid, I'm not gonna force my kids to do anything. Right. Clearly, I'm gonna push sports on them, right. and I'm gonna take them golf. hunting. You gotta teach them golf, man. I'm telling you, golf. Oh, my dad wants me to. He's wanted me to golf forever, and I finally picked it up like a couple months ago. And let me tell you, I am dog shit. But <laughs> me and your dad are gonna golf together then, and then you can just <laughs> yeah. drive. You can just drive my cart. How about that? I'll be your caddy. <laughs> What should I hit here? Um, the big one. <laughs> <laughs> the big one. <laughs> but um, no, I'm not going to force my kids to do right. anything. Clearly, I'm going to push my interest because I want to see them do what I love. But if they don't like it, I'm not going to be like, well, you're going to play AAU baseball for all <laughs> 18 years of your life and then get burnt out even though you're good enough to go to college and then hate it. Right. I'm not going to make them play football since – two weeks after they were born. Like I'm not going to make my daughter cheer. I'm not going to make her play softball. I'm going to let them decide. I don't, I, I got burnt out of sports because I played them, but I still loved them. Right. But at one point I wanted to quit because I was tired of them. I don't want my kids to get burnt out of something that they love. So I'm not going to push anything on them. I'm just going to let them decide. So it runs into camera stuff. If they want to pick up a camera, if they have an interest in it, hell yeah, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Wouldn't you if say they have no, if they have no creative drive, well, they're going up for adoption, I guess. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Anyways, wouldn't you say one of the greatest things of like understanding a camera and like being able to run it, you know, you know, as well or whatever as you do or anything of that nature is going to be great for your better behalfment of your future of your life. Even like leave money aside from a capturing a photo or a video, just like your life, like being able to just be like your newborns or your photos of anything of group oh, family. I think photos. about it every single day. Right? It's like whenever you have a life moment, it's like you don't have to pay somebody for that. Like I'm already yeah. f- fuck damn good at it. I can just do that yeah. myself. Yeah. I mean, if I want to be in the pictures, I'm not going to set up a tripod. Like clearly I'm going to hire someone right. to take our family pictures. But like my newborn pictures, I'll probably take those. When my kids are playing sports, I'll probably take those. My wife's maternity pictures, I'll probably take those unless any, I'm in them. Any trip like, you take with your family. Yeah. Any any little thing, I'm just going to always have my camera out because I cannot I'm the idea of a family to me is like number Memory. 1 on my list. Like that is all that I care about. And so right. I've really turned into a memory whore over the years. And so I'm always taking pictures or snaps or something. And so just being able to have like a literal mini me running around. Oh, it's going to be the best thing ever to just whip out a camera whenever I want and just take good pictures because pictures have changed so much over the year. Like I promise if you looked at a baby picture of you, it's going to be like, man, that quality is not up to date. Like, just imagine right. us being able to take the pictures. Like, ours may have been taken on a freaking, like, flip phone and then printed off at, like, CVS or something. Not hating on CVS for printing because <laughs> I, I've done it before. But, like, yeah. 
<laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the quality and how, is just going to be so much better. How much so more, it'll, it'll be better. How much more clear can the pitchers get, though? You know what I mean? I'm not talking about clear. I'm just talking about, like, with with knowing how to use a camera and take a picture. I know. but Like, like framing and everything. But what I'm getting at is, like, you were saying, like, our baby pitchers were, like, <laughs> to their day and age, they were good but now they're dog water nowadays you know what i mean exactly it was probably like our great grandma taking a picture on a blackberry like it probably <laughs> a looks blackberry like... why'd you have to say blackberry why couldn't you just say <laughs> a fucking razor or something i don't know <laughs> do you know just quick thought that tesla is coming out with a phone there's a tesla phone coming out anyways squirrel well we're all getting chipped <laughs> <laughs> no anyways um the greatest point in your life is it gonna be like what 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 is like Jaden's dream what is My your dream? dream yeah your dream like where do you see not the top of the mountain obviously we talked there is no top but like where's the greatest dream where it's like okay i'm here now well i'll never arrive i don't think really like that, but no, I, yeah, kind of contradicts what but, we talked about. Yeah, but one of the happiest moments of my life will be the day I get married, just so I can start mm. my family. Right. I will but, say, I will say that is, I feel like it's an eye-opening thing for just human life in general. You know, it doesn't matter who yeah. you are or what you do. I feel like it's an eye-opening thing, and it's like it opens up a lot of doors because once you have that companionship with somebody else, it helps tremendously with everything else that's going on and like just the path that you take, you know? Yeah. Family has been just literally everything within my life. And I still do in my life has been all revolved around family and family is the only thing that you actually have. My dad has told me since I was little that your last name is the only thing that you have forever. Right. So make the best of it. And so I've kind of lived by that. And so family is everything to me. So the day that I can start mine, it's going to be the best day of my life. I will say that I've noticed from the day that we've met, not met, but known each other and then met and then through the days and weeks and months that it was funny on that Instagram live that, you know, the, that was when I knew that family meant the most to you is that we're sitting there just chopping it up with random people or friends through an Instagram live and you had no hell that your mom came in and you were like wanted her to be on the Instagram live. You know what I mean? And she's just uplifting yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, come in here. You know, it's just like other people, you know, when moms come and try to interrupt, it's like, stay out of here, stay out of here. You're like, fuck mom, yeah. come up in here. <laughs> Check yeah, it out. I don't, my parents are only 37, so they're really young. Right. And so they're like my best friends, but they're still my parents. Right. We but, have that limit where, they know whenever they need to, um, well, I, I just had a brain fart. I don't know that word. <laughs> Mama jumps in right now. How's it going, Goose Gossip? <laughs> they, know whenever they, they know whenever they need to discipline us. So they know the limit between being a friend and when to be a parent. Right. So True. we can laugh and hang out. It would be just as fun for me as it would if I was hanging out with people my age. Right. But if I do something wrong, they're still going to discipline me and tell me the consequences or, well, I'm grown now, but so they don't really like. Oh, so you don't get, you don't get grounded and slapped on the butt? 
Heck no. Last time my mom spanked me, she broke her wrist. She broke her wrist. <laughs> you got a stiff ass, huh? You got stiff ass. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, um. Isn't this a hunting podcast? I think so, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's called Goose Gossip Podcast, but I'm trying to like yeah. go like Joe Rogan style. Is that all right with you? Yeah. No, I, I dig it. I, I dig it. I'll all right. Talk, what's the next? I'll talk ad- about whatever you want to. What's the next adventure besides hunting? For, for me? <laughs> what's the next adventure that um, brings life to y- your normal day life? You know what I mean? Mm, I don't know, man. I just live day to day, honestly. Shut the hell up. There's got to be an adventure that you want to enlighten and want to perceive. Dude, I don't know. Okay. Well. I will, I just live day to day. I have lots of adventures every day. All right. Well, whatever. I, I was hoping it was next time I get to see Levi Gerke, but uh, I was just... Well, out. it was going to be this weekend. <clears throat> <clears throat> but we were thinking. <laughs> but anyways, so... When is the next time we're going to see each other? This hunting season, I'd say. I feel like that's going to be too long. A couple long. months. It's not that far away. It's only like three. Yeah, I guess I guess when I'm down in, what is it? Oh, in between Kansas and Arkansas. We spoke. I'll come down yeah. to Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yes, sir. Um, it's not that far away if you think about it. No, it'll be cold and we'll be miserable, but. A good miserable here shortly. Uh, you know, I like we'll be we'll be laughing a lot. So oh my gosh, yes, that's what I miss out on hunting. All right, back to the yeah. hunting podcast. It's like that once you're like surrounded by a lot of good people that you know and love and do or don't even know from Adam's apple, and you get around them, and you just the stupidest conversations, like the dumbest, yeah. Of like how a light switch works, and you just start laughing about it. Like what? Like how does that happen? The conversations just don't make sense, but they make complete sense. Yeah. Weird man. I will say that the first time that I ever met you, I was like, you know, you you're kind of like, who's this little Mexican? No, maybe. Anyways, (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) we're sitting there. 4 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever it was, going out scouting. And you, no energy drink, no no, no nothing. And you're just hop, skipping, and jumping in the passenger seat, ready to rock yeah, and man. roll. And I'm High like, on life. And I'm like, what in the fuck? And I'm going to say it on air. We pull up to the spot that we're supposed to scout, and you jump out, and you literally fart, and then you start twerking outside the fucking passenger <laughs> door. And I was like... Man, I'm gonna get along with this guy because this guy knows how to have fun, and and it's six in the morning, and the sun is coming up, and he is sitting here acting like a fool, but in a good way. And I was like, man, this is gonna be a fun trip. Man, we shot what yeah. was it like thirty geese, and I have never laughed more in my life. And that was, gosh, man, that was a good week. That was a good week. Except for we didn't we didn't hunt much, but we sure did laugh a lot. <laughs> we scouted more than we sh- more than we were in the field, but <laughs> hey, it happens. <laughs> it does. It really does. But if you can't find the geese to hunt, you ain't gonna hunt. I was so self driven on on that on that weekend because I was like, oh my gosh, I got people coming from two different states <laughs> to my state. The world is gonna end <laughs> if nothing works out right. 
I know. You were so stressed. We all felt so bad for you. I know, but I'm over that factor now. Now it's about now it's about memories because I, I scroll through it we, and it's we like d- we taught you a lesson though didn't we you did i literally i played mr hypocrite because before that i sat on my podcast sat there and talked about it's this and this and this and this and it has nothing to do with shooting the birds and then it came to the enlightenment mode that god's like all right eat your words son of a bitch he literally did because yep. i was like after that weekend after you guys left i was like the following weekend i was like my gosh did i not live in the moment I literally lived in the moment of the geese rather than the friends that are surrounded around me. And I feel like a lot of people need to take that into consideration in which people do, you know, but there's a lot of people that get caught in the action of it is kill, 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 but it's never is like that. You know what I mean? Even, even outfitters, you know, there's a lot of outfitters nowadays where it's like, we're trying to give an experience than the dream. You know, if the dream happens for them, we put in a lot of work for it. But it's not with, what we're trying with to the sell. the outfitter deal, like I understand that you're paying for dead birds. In you all are. reality, you're paying you're paying for dead birds. That's the product. But if you can't laugh, then you're not gonna remember. You're not gonna remember it. I remember more shitty hunts than I remember ones <laughs> of shooting eighty plus. Mm, I will remember yeah. the day that me and Zach Brown laid in the Kansas mud. That's not saying much because it's nothing like it, people are like, oh, Arkansas mud. Well, it was Kansas mud, not Arkansas mud. Get over it. And we were laying in socks that were completely not good for the day. Right. And we had a crap ton of specks just all over us. And you, I think we killed seven. Seven. All day. And we sat there for like eight hours. And I will remember that day to a T rather than shooting 136 birds in 42 minutes. Right. I agree. Because we, cause we laid there and we laughed a lot. And that's just it. It's, it's live, laugh, love. Yeah. I really but whenever f- you're, whenever you're a client paying for a, paying for a hunt at an outfitter, you're going to get pissed because you're paying for dead birds. Right. But, you still got a memory out of it if you end up shooting shit and laughed a lot. I feel like like what if what if you take your what if you take your ten year old son yeah to an outfitter uh-huh. and you're gonna be upset because what if they've never shot a sandhill crane before right and you get skunked but you were still in the blind making a memory he will never forget the day or the the trip whenever he went to Texas with his dad whenever he was ten. To shoot a sandhill crane. He'll forever be upset that he didn't shoot a sandhill crane that trip or that hunt. But I'm sure they had a great time in the blind together and he will forever remember the first time he went sandhill crane hunting. It is true. That is very true. And there's a lot of people that take that for granted. Yeah. But, and see, that's where social media plays a terrible factor of there's hype and then there's reality, you know? But, we're showing you what it could be. These are wild birds. Yeah. And we're going to give it our all goddamnest. But yeah. We can't. We can't bait fields. We can't make these birds choose their decisions. We can't. We can fool yeah. their decision to come closer to their destination or change their destination. But sure as hell, we can't just, you know, 
Zootopia their fucking ass right on top of us, you know? Like, yeah. It's just not That's happening. That's why it's so rewarding whenever you do shoot a limit or you shoot... Yeah. A crap ton of birds. That's why the the thrill is there, and that's what keeps you hooked. Like, yeah, some days they're not going to work. Some days the weather's going to suck. Or some days you're going to get them good, and you're going to shoot 136 in 42 minutes. But those are the days that make a lot of why sense. You, yeah, those are the days that you're like, man, this that was badass. Like, what just happened? That was insane. See, and then you're going to have days where you shoot seven. Yeah, and there's three awesome, there's three bad hunts, and then there's one awesome hunt. But you know why that yeah. one awesome hunt was awesome? It's because of the three bad ones before. Because then yeah. you're like, holy shit, it happened. But if there was three awesome or three good hunts to one bad, the bad one just seems terrible. Like just god awful. It's because yeah. you got soaked into the nature that my god, I'm so good at this. But it's like no. Like, it just made more sense, you know? I, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, you know, just, like, two wrongs no, don't make a right. We're, we're both just rambling, so it's fine, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, we're definitely going Joe We're not on stuff. this podcast to talk about hunting, so it's no, fine. yeah. What kind of gun yeah. do you shoot? <laughs> I shoot a Canon R5. <laughs> what kind of velocity shells do you use? Uh, 7200 2.8. And, uh... How many times do you shoot a day? Uh, I don't know, like 20. 20 shells a day? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. No, actually, dude, I'm so pumped to use my R5 this waterfowl season. I I've never used see- it for anything waterfowl season. We're like R5 buddies. I know. Can we touch I, I lenses? I only used it. F- oh, yeah, we can, daddy. Okay, good deal. I mean, uh, what is- Levi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Jaden. <laughs> Crop that out. Nope, not happening. This is uncut. Not happening. Not happening. Raw, uncut Raw, goose uncut gossip footage. Goose gossip podcast. Anyways, yeah. How is yeah. it? You loving it? The R5? I'm loving it. Is yeah, R5 I'm loving you? It, but I, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, but are you guys going to get married? I, probably not. Okay. That's probably. Yeah, but yeah. I only used it for turkey season, so I'm pumped to see what it does for waterfowl because clearly waterfowl is my strong suit and what I'm in love with. So, I mean, I could give two shits about a turkey so i'm pumped to use it all the turkey hunters clicked out <laughs> i'm excited to a little bit about myself because screw you Jaden. is that like i've never filmed goose hunting so i'm excited about that anyways man mm. yeah well whenever you come to texas you're gonna get some I know. class a lesser footage. i am baby. not shooting a gun at all this year <laughs> Good, i'm don't. not i'm literally just, I think it's literally one weekend, maybe not even, and then that's it. Yep. And then it's on the road, freelancing and doing my thing, you know, trying it out. And that's where God enlightenment stuff, where it happens, where it's like, man, do I love a camera? Because where does the nature of like, you just go out and shoot birds and there's people that love shooting birds. I love shooting birds. But I love shooting birds a different way nowadays. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks they're in love with killing a bird until they pick up a camera and get good at it. Right. And there's a lot of It's just a whole nother thing, dude. It is so addicting. It is so addicting. Yeah, yeah, the hunting the hunting passion will never leave, but once you pick up a camera and get good with it and realize what you can do with it, it is so addicting. I will say that once I get to my laptop, the excitement re but at the same time there's a few times where my head's hit the pillow 
because I edit all my photos and videos laying in my bed because I don't have a desktop or anything. Anyways, I love post-product. I really do. Like it, I love it too. I feel like it's another time out in the field. You you literally get to relive. You get to fucking relive the moment yeah. that you were in because of a lens and a camera. Do you understand that? I honestly, that? I hate shooting video, but I love editing video. That is true because if that like, makes sense. No, it does because you almost like wanted to turn out a certain way. And when yeah. you record, you like um, you nitpick yourself on the way you yeah. want it to roll. And then once you get to pulse product, it doesn't matter the footage you do have, you're gonna make it work. You might like get a little upset that like this bird is out of focus or this happened or this, but that like whole matching up the beat drops and adding different audio effects and transitions and this and that. It's like, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Or the amount of times you think you've got a badass clip in the field and then you get to your computer yeah. and you're like, shit, I can't even use this. <laughs> <Been there. laughs> or vice versa. Every time you're like, damn, that clip was shit. And or, it's the best one of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Or you're like, you're filming a whole hunt and you're like, man, that did not go good. This video is going to suck. And then you just make like the coolest little 30 second, 15 reel. second reel out of it. Seconds. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, that is heat. See, and then you just watch it like 30 times. Cause you just want to do it again. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching people understand. I probably watch my videos more than what the average. I watches them after I release them. And then I still watch them. And I still watch them. Yeah. I watch them. I watch them over again and again. And I'm like, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I fucking love it. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I I put I'll in my to, effort. Um, what? I'll have to send you all the files I have. I have a bunch of stuff that I bought for like editing and stuff. Yeah, I kind of want to send you all the files. I kind of want to buy some of Peter McKinnon's um I have presets. Them. That's what I'm saying don't buy them. Oh, <laughs> I have to. we can just we can just. <laughs> We can just. I can just. I ha- already have a Dropbox folder with them all in there. I gave right. him the grant. Yeah, man. So like the, the Let me know. little three by three reels that he's been making, like the little overlay yeah, of like the, I like uh, those of the grain or whatever, like the yep. like the scratchy stuff. Mm-hmm. I have those. I have glit. I have a glitch pack, and then I have a bunch of stuff for Photoshop, even though I don't use it. But I got it for not hunting stuff, just like. Uh, so like my, honestly. Yeah. I wish that I could shoot more, like, lifestyle stuff, honestly. I like, I'm in love with hunting. I'm in love with hunting. But, like, the thing, like, travel stuff has always been my deal. Or, so there's this guy, like, Jake Paul's photographer. He, all he does is use an external flash and just follows Jake Paul around to, like, all the parties or whatever after his fight nights. Uh-huh. Or he, or he goes to concerts and stuff. And he's he was a videographer slash photographer at Rolling Loud, if you know what that is. I've heard it's of it. The, it's a huge music festival. And their their content, their media is just top-notch. Like, after we get off this podcast, look up Rolling Loud Miami 2020 or 2019. Okay. And just watch the video. It's like 25 minutes long, and it is just insane media work. And so... I really wish I could do more lifestyle stuff or or just like 
anything that I could use stuff like that in. So like you want to expand? Yes, I want to expand, but my true love is hunting. Right, but once. But you I just wish I could mix it all together, but like I can't. But I will say, once you expand, once you get back to the normal livelihood of like hunting, you would be able to film hunting completely different because your eye sees different things. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I was I was watching the Hunt 41 films the other day over again because I just go back and circle back to YouTube videos for inspiration and stuff like to, mm-hmm. just to give me ideas and keep my creative mind flow. I love, and, I love Slate Northwest I, and Copeland, I think is what it is. I love the lay of the land of how they record and it's it's like a storytelling. And that's kind of how I want to yeah. record. It's like kind of like a storytelling. It has to be, there's cinematic, there's storytelling, and then there's like um like history driven or there's yeah just documentary or blogging i'll never yeah. vlog myself if i ever turn into a vlogger whoo anyways <laughs> there's some good vloggers out there though where it's like there okay are some good vloggers. where they intermediately mix vlogging and cinematic if that makes sense where it's not honestly just... cole walking around with the camera is so fun is it yeah, because he'll video everything. We just vlog all the time, and it is hilarious. We get everything on camera, but he doesn't make everything a YouTube video. I but know. he's always going to be vlogging. And even when we're in the field, like the fact that you can just say the stupidest thing into the camera, and it'd be funny just because you said it whenever you're, he's recording, <sighs> is so funny. It just adds so much, but it's... Anyways, that was a side I, fact. No, 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 no. Vlogging would be so fun, but I would never do it. I will say Cole Thompson's vlogging is more realism rather than just an attention whore to himself. Because there's a well, lot he, of vloggers that just do attention. He doesn't need attention. He doesn't. But he doesn't it, need attention, so he's not putting out content for attention, if that makes sense. He's not like clickbaiting right. off of his vlog style, if that makes sense. No, what I'm getting at with Cole is, is that he does things. He, he brings realism. He has that camera in his hand. But he doesn't make it about himself. Yeah. Whatsoever. You know, he's constantly like, I watched the video of when you guys got the side-by-side stuck and did the buddy hunt and everything. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's like, he's like, you're the one behind the camera and there's realism that you're behind the camera. He's like, bringing up your name and stuff like that. Like, he's not just so self-driven on himself, if that makes sense. There's a lot of vloggers where it's all about them. And that's the only thing that it is. That's a different vlogging that I don't like. And I could say many names that I dislike, but I'll just keep it to myself because that's my own opinion. Yeah. So anyways, can we take a different but path circling now? back to the Hunt 41 stuff, mm-hmm. I've always been a stickler on like focus being sharp all the time. But the other day I was watching the Hunt 41 videos and realized that like whenever they were doing their video stuff the focus was flickering in and out like trying to focus on stuff okay but it added it it might just be cool because it's hunt 41 and their production is badass <laughs> yeah it's above and beyond i'm sure if my focus was flickering in and out it wouldn't be as cool as it is on hunt 41 but it added like grit and just added like a personality behind the video rather than it just being like all slow-mo crispy focus like it was just going back and forth between slow-mo, crisp focus, unfocused, flickering and out of focus, 
overexposed stuff, like everything. It was like they just made all the raw shots look good. And it was just like got in my mind and I was like, man, what did I just watch? That was sweet. But you can learn a lot if you just go back and watch other people's stuff. You really can. You can learn and then you can intake and outtake and take it in your own way and move it into your own way. Yeah. That's what I love about everything. Just not even camera work, everything in life. You see how somebody does something and you're like, fuck, I love what they do, but I don't have to do the damnest same thing. I don't have to try the best to be just like them. I'm just going to try to just pave my own way. You know what I mean? If you, if you have a camera in your hand or if you call yourself a photographer or videographer and say you do not work a social media account, you're wrong because you're going to spend just as much time editing as you are on social media scrolling and you're going to pull something from someone from pull something from someone else that they post and be inspired by it or try to implement it into your own ways. Absolutely. I agree 100% and if, on that. And if you're not, you're not taking advantage of modern day tools. Absolutely. Because it's not copying. It's literally training yourself to learn new ways and look at things differently. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. It's a tool. This this off-season, I've spent more time on a freaking computer trying to figure out new ways to edit. I couldn't tell you how many presets I've made of types of edits that I've wanted to like. be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try to edit all my pictures this time i've probably sent toby 80 of the same picture with different edits on it just being like hey does this look cool like is this badass does this capture your eye and it's like green and blue vibes which no everyone knows if you've seen my pictures i hate blue yeah but it's been like the mid-tones were blue mid-tones were purple mid-tones were green like, I don't know. I've just been trying everything. Like, I've tried to implement that lifestyle look or, like, just trying to implement other styles into hunting. And so I've been trying to grow and grow and grow and try to figure out a new editing style, but I just can't get away from my neutral tone. So I'm torn, absolutely torn. There's a time where you just have to take a leap, you know what I mean, in that sense of things yeah. where it's like, it could break or break, but no, not really. I don't think it's like a make or break. I take that back. It's kind of like a see what happens type deal. Well, know? that's why I started posting those freaking before and after yeah. for the editing editing raw things. Like I was implementing all different types of styles of editing. Like, yeah, my feed doesn't look pretty, but I don't care what my feed looks like. Like mm-hmm. you're either going to like the picture or not. But people were like some edit I would post on there. I'd be like, man, that was pretty cool. But I don't think I would do it as my main style. And people were like, dude, that edit was sick. I absolutely loved it. And then some people would message me like, dude, I did not like that edit. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> and so I was like, well, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't but... know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like it and it's my picture. So get bent. <laughs> get bent. <laughs> get bent. Get lost. We're, do you see photography or videography or just camera work in general? Like, can it get better? You know, like it obviously can. But where is, where is the point of view 
the structure, the landscape, and everything going to change. Like the way that edit styles, I'm speaking in the hunting industry, like it's so crazy the people, the stuff that people come up with. But like, where is the ending? Yeah, is there any ending? There can't There's not be. an ending. Times will change. Just like it, I look at it like house designing, interior design. Okay. What's what's the new what's the what's the hot thing for interior design right now? It's all white or neutral tones. Actually, the number one color for an accent color in interior design this year was seafoam green or a mint green color, like a sage green. And so that's why if you walk into like a store that girls go into that has outdoor furniture or anything decor, a lot of it is seafoam green or sage green or whatever that color is Yeah. because everyone is into that color. Yeah. I think of that just like editing. Yeah. If it it's going to change like, Interior design 20 years ago was having a bunch of different patterns of roses of wallpaper. That's true. In, in your bathroom. And now everything's white, black, and sage green. Who knows? In 10 years, it could be all red and black. It could be all gray or brown. Or and wallpaper. So, or wallpaper again. Just like <laughs> mullets if? came just like mullets came back hey. and just like hey. bell bottoms came back. Hey. It's just like everything. It's just gonna circle back. Hey, watch the mullet hey. subject. <laughs> hey. Hey, I have a mullet, so I don't uh, care. I'm trying to grow mine out. But anyways. I'm never i I'm never cutting it. So I'm not either. Mine's gonna touch my, the bottom of my tip of my ass. My hair's thinning too fast. I don't think it'll grow back if I cut it. The back <laughs> of my hair grows faster than Anyways, um, so I love the subject we're going with, but you, the, the, I, I, there is no ending. There's always going to be a change, though. But there has to be, like, okay. What I was trying to ask there is like the amount of cinematic that we have in this world. I'm not yeah. saying After Effects and everything with movies. I'm saying the way people edit things. I don't feel like it's ever going to, I feel like it's almost, it's not reaching a top, but I feel like there is always going to be a change, but I feel like it is almost reaching its peak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it has reached its peak. The, the thing that made it reach its peak, Instagram real. They're trying to compete with, and trying to compete with TikTok is not good because you can put a phone video on an Instagram reel and they get 2 million views. And then you could have Joel Jones make a loaded timber reel and they get 5,000 views. That's the shit that pisses me off. <laughs> the fact, the fact that iPhone, the fact that iPhone videos, not saying they're low quality because iPhones have great quality cameras for a phone. Uh -huh. But the fact that an iPhone video is short changing someone's creative um, creative talent right? or work. The fact that you can put an iPhone video and it do way better than something that someone slaved over or put hours into trying to make a cool little short film for a reel is ruining media for everyone that does it. I agree. I agree. Like, I have a video that I put 
the most minimal, I mean minimal effort into, had great attraction. Great attraction. And then the next video that I released put in a great amount of hours into and a great amount of effort into. And it has a 16th of the attraction. Now that self-reflects on everything that we're talking about of not caring about what people think, but it is a saddening factor of what we're talking about right now. You know, the creativeness or creativity. Oh my God, I can't even speak right now. That's the part that kills, you know? It's a lot of effort. It is sad. It is sad. It's a lot of wasted talent in the creative world. The, nowadays, the only people that are going to value... Hey, we're losing you. The same thing. What did you say? I said what? we're losing you. You're like cutting in and out. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Quit moving around the house or something. Okay. I'm not. I'm sitting down. Oh, okay. Now you're good. <laughs> okay. But back it's to... very... Go ahead. Yeah, it's very sad because the only people that are going to value what you do creative, creative-wise, with your video or your photos are the the thing, the... Oh, my God. I cannot speak. Neither can I. The only people that are going to value your, your creative work are the people who are doing the same thing. Yes. Now, modern-day people don't want to see a documentary film, even though whenever we see a documentary film, we're like, man, that was badass. There was a... They know how to use their camera. They did this and this and this for that. Or I have no idea how they did that, but I want to learn how they do that. Now people just want to see a freaking iPhone video zooming in on a Snapchat video of a dog breaking ice with a duck in its mouth. Or a GoPro video POV. Or a GoPro video of someone tripling. That's Rather than the coolest me. little short film. So yeah, it is very sad. Me and Toby were talking about this the other day, actually. It's one of those factors where it's like there will be no script of changing people's minds because people don't understand, you know, you know, people don't care about, they care about the quality, but they don't care about almost. Okay. No, they care about the quantity, but not the quality. You know what I mean? That's yeah. They literally do. And they'd rather see more. Then see good less. Yeah. And Joel even said it too to me. It's like less is more. And it's like. Less is more. That's why I quit posting every single day. Yeah. Same here. I quit posting every day. I used to post every single day. And now I haven't posted on my. Well, I posted a picture of my girlfriend the other day because it was her birthday. But hunting wise, hunting post wise, I probably post a hunting picture like. Once a month now, because pictures are worthless on Instagram now. They are, <laughs> and then reels, less is more. You know, you put in yeah. this, and I just posted a reel, and I love the shit out of it. I have another one that's way shorter than it, but I don't like it as much. But it probably would have gotten way more views. You know, I'm not sitting here talking about that views are more, yeah, better, but it probably would have got more traction. The viewers probably would have liked it a lot more. I posted what I thought was more of a not cinematic because reels are not cinematic. Most of the stuff that I release is not cinematic because I'm amateur, yeah. but I thought it was more better, you know. But yeah. reels are the go. Dude, reels took off. If I'm not mistaken, reels took off this year. What do you think it's going to be this year? Same reels are going to be 
overlaying photos? No, I I hope TikTok gets deleted permanently for life so Instagram can quit competing with Reels so we can post a picture and get algorithm influence. You know what like I just used to. You know what I just had come up on TikTok? What? I'm pulling it up right now. Pull up my profile and right below my name it says account warning. Community, yeah, it's I've yeah. It, just because of my trap range photos. Like I'm just my, done posting on TikTok. I don't use it anymore. <laughs> my account got deleted at 22,000 followers and I built another one to like 3600 or something. And now I don't post on TikTok because I could care less about it. Even with Instagram, the everything is so censored now that the hunting industry, if you will, oh, in yeah. quotations, there is no there's no gain like unless you're posting iPhone video reels, in my opinion, for the hunting world. It's true. It is very true. And it and it sucks because you used to be able to get a picture that would start getting pushed on hashtags or something or on the explore page and you could get people commenting and liking and following you. But now you just have to post reels and a a picture post will only see like 10% of your following and not even see anybody who's not, and nobody that's not following you will see it. So it sucks. So I hope TikTok gets deleted forever so they can just give us normal algorithm back so we can start growing and actually see people's posts that we follow because I I have to go to people's accounts to see what they post because it's so censored. It is true. Like I, I use Instagram as it sounds terrible. I use Instagram as a business situation, so I only scroll through it and use it as business so I don't like actually scroll through it for pleasure, if that makes sense. And yeah. it sucks, like, if I love, like, trying to keep up with people, but it's so hard for me. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't even know when people post unless they take me or it don't even come up on my feed because I have to, yeah. like, almost, like, indulge myself into their personal content. Even though I follow them, I don't even see it right off the yeah. bat or something like that. You know, I got to scroll through. I had, a, I had a post come up today. I forgot who posted it, but they posted it like two months ago and it just came up on my feed. It was probably Goose Gossip. <laughs> no. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it sucks, honestly, though. It does. Like, I want to see, I want to see what my buddies are posting. So I don't even get on, so I don't even get on Instagram much anymore. I don't, I kind of, except for to post on the Cadillac page. Yeah. See, like I said, I use Instagram as like kind of like, a business situation where it's like yeah i want to post on there you know and this and that and the other and then as sad as it sounds <laughs> i scroll on tiktok to get a laugh <laughs> i scroll on tiktok more than i get on instagram now and i used to never watch tiktok yeah tiktok i wish it get, would get deleted i'd i'd probably save myself two hours out of the day or more what am i talking about it's a it's Dude, a controversial going, subject because everyone wants to watch tiktoks because yeah. it's funny as shit and it's entertaining but it's ruining and what is business for social media if you're running a business off of social media or if you're trying to market yourself for what you do by social media and you're not making reels you're not gonna grow my screen time 
My screen time Cole today Thompson was... has grown. Oh, I want to hear it. What is it? An hour and 12 minutes just today. On TikTok? Yeah. Huh. Cole Townsend has grown from 73,000 followers to 122,000 followers within the last month off of Reels. Really? Yeah. And you... That's all he's posting now is reels because me and him talk about it all the time is reels, reels, reels. But who wants to who wants to post and make a reel? Like I don't care about video stuff. I just want to post a picture, but nobody's gonna see it anymore. That's true. That's very true. Next subject, I hate Instagram. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> what do you like about Facebook? <laughs> I don't even use Facebook. <laughs> Mine just sure automatically I'm... uploads to Facebook and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. The only time I get on Facebook is when my mom tags me in a comment. <laughs> hey, sweetie, look at this fucking DIY fucking food maker. Oh, you want to you wanna figure out how to make avocado toast? Here, I'll tag you in it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it goes. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh Why don't you come up to Game Fair? Come up to Game Fair, man. Hang out at the booth. Uh, I would love to go up to Game Fair. But I buy your plane ticket. We get go. to see each other. We have a good time. Hmm. Hmm. GK, Lola, when not rich. August Wait. second and third weekend. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know, man. I'll try. What? Is the total equation for total, or sorry, what's the total equation for Jaden's thoughts right now? I hate Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just chilling, man. We're just having a conversation. It's enjoyable. Rather than having to talk about hunting or or forced to talk about camera stuff, we're just talking life. Yeah. I don't want to end this, but. We can't. We're we going to have to. You think so? Okay. But I don't know where I'm going with this, but where? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. See, I can't closure this one. Let's just let's just talk, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, man, Jaden, it's been a pleasure having you on. Last time we tried this, we went Instagram live. And then... <laughs> That was pretty fun for a couple of days. We need to do it again at least once before hunting season starts. Let's go Instagram live right now. Heck no, not right now. Whatever, dude. You don't like me, I Let's get do it. it. Bro, <laughs> shut up. Let's do it. Uh, What is today? I'll do Instagram live while I'm in Squad Fest. What is this, Wednesday? Oh, God, you're going to be at Squad Fest. Dang it. Let's do it Sunday night. While I'm in the vehicle hungover. With Sunday night. Guys. Squad oh. Fest is over on Saturday. Yeah, but I got a nine-hour drive back. So? That's why I said Sunday night. Dude, I won't get... Okay, well, we okay, can try. Okay, Monday night. Monday, Monday night. night. Monday night next week, okay? Monday night next week. This is literally releasing this Friday while everybody's Eight o'clock sharp. Be there, everybody. Yeah, eight o'clock sharp at night. Monday. At night. What Monday. Is what is that? What What day is that? Let's let's I don't know. we gotta make we gotta state it on here. One second. All right. 
and then we can end. Be this. there, or be square. Yeah, Monday, July eighteenth, eight p.m. Central Time. That's Oklahoma, South Dakota, North Dakota. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> um, any last words for um, the ten listeners I have on this podcast? Um, Levi's a great dude. Don't even. <laughs> All right, man. Nah, man. Well, you have a good rest of your night. Yeah, well, these four Coors banquets are telling me to go to bed. What do you think? Go to bed. We gotta. We Might gotta, as well. We gotta have a good outro here. We do. We will have a great outro. We're being all nice to each other. <laughs> Peace out, world. This is Jaden Sanchez, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the guy behind the R five. Let's go. Okay, see ya, Jaden. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>